Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us each week. This segment is brought to you by... And now, this... From our Art Deco Virtual Studios, overlooking the Valley of Coolville, it's time to kick the flux capacitor and head back in time to your favorite retro pop culture trivia show. Wait, I know this. Get it, homies. All right, everybody, it is time for Wait, I Know This, the fastest-growing pop culture internet trivia show. And, uh, you know, we pride ourselves on getting the... The uh, trivia directly from the celebrities, from the stories they tell. Not just a, your typical trivia show where we read a couple of questions and you try to guess it off. No, this is a celebrity interview show and you get the behind-the-scenes trivia from the stars themselves. And you know what? We are really excited this week, folks, because, uh, first of all, I'm coming to you live. It may sound a little bit different to you because I'm coming to you live uh, via the telephone because of uh, some, some scheduling issues. I'm all over the place these days. But we are excited because we have done not only television celebrities, we've done movie celebrities, we've done a couple of musicians, but we've never done anyone in the field of jazz until today. And I'm very excited because this is actually one of my all-time favorites. We are talking to Al Jarreau tonight. The unique vocal style is one of the world's most precious treasures of Al Jarreau. I'll tell you that. His innovative and musical expressions have made him by far one of the most exciting and critically acclaimed performers of our time. And believe it or not, five Grammy Awards for Al, scores of international music awards, popular accolades worldwide, and by the way, the only vocalist to ever win Grammys in pop, jazz, and R&B. So I want everyone to welcome Al Jarreau with us. How you doing, Al? I'm doing all right, and uh, boy, folks, am I full of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to enlighten us tonight, right? Uh, <laughs> How you doing, Eric? <laughs> I'm doing just great. I, you All know, right. And nice, nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> yeah, good to talk to you. You know, the last time we talked, and I know you do so many of these, it's uh, I'm, it's been a long time, but I, it was 1998 or 99, I believe, and you were at the Clearwater Jazz Festival in, in Clearwater, Florida. Great. Time. And, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, you're – and and folks, you know, those of you, obviously, not many of us have a chance to meet Al in person, but i got to tell you, from someone who is of that stature, you are truly one of the nicest guys that anyone could ever meet. And I, I have to tell people that so that they understand that not oh. only, you know, you are phenomenal when it comes to just being a good people person. Well, and you are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Thanks, you know, <laughs> you know what, I think a lot of people, when we go back to, and I, we we love to go back to the early days, and we'll talk about what you're doing now, of course. We always do that, but I, I want to talk about the early days because I think a lot of people, they know your work from over the years, but I'm always fascinated, I think our listeners too, from a trivia standpoint, about how everybody got their start. And when I looked, I was doing a little research on you, and I know that uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about a group called the Indigos, wow. which I believe is one of the earliest things that you did. Wow. Well, I was... Uh, uh in school at this little college in uh, in Wisconsin called Ripon College, um, we were we were 800 students uh, at that time, and and now we've grown to 
to 900 students. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I went I, I went back a couple of years ago at the, at homecoming time, and uh, and they won the ball game, and uh, <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, then then we did a. Um, a concert at the college raised some money for scholarships and stuff and uh uh back in a, between 58 and 62 I was a student there and uh I got together with uh with, with three or four other people and and we started this little singing group called the Indigos kind of based along the lines of uh four freshmen if you if you know who they are or or the uh the Hilos and 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 oh, sure. uh, and and Lambert Henderson Ross, they were probably the greater in, influence uh, at, at that time. And uh, um, we sang or, or on campus for anyone who would l- let us in the door. <laughs> <laughs> and there were there were a couple restaurants in town that uh, that paid us a few quarters to come in and sing on weekends. And uh, there was a wonderful. A country club not too far from from uh, the college, and and they and they they let us work weekends. So so we were pretty active, and and uh, we uh, our, our crowning uh, uh, achievement was was getting um, invited to the, the 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 Notre Dame Intercollegiate Jazz Festival. And, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and 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 we. We went there. We were a demonstration group, not not really part of the competition. But it was the year that uh, Quincy Jones came and was one of the judges. Oh my God! And Henry Mancini, and Bob James, and his trio from from uh, Michigan. I'm sh- I'm not sure which which uh, university, either Michigan State or University of. Well, those guys won the overall competition great year yeah uh, absolutely and we met the winter brothers from uh from texas and uh they were just getting started and it was it was a great time and uh i'm i'm still in touch with uh with the people from from that group especially a couple of the guys and uh and, and one of the one of the girls are uh that that sang in the group married the bass singer 12 years ago <laughs> Believe it, yeah. They they came across each other in Washington wow. D.C. He he's a, he, he's head of the of uh, the computer science department, and uh, and she was um, visiting Washington and and was going to move her her uh, psych psychology practice to to that area. They met and started hanging out together and got married. Unbelievable, unbelievable! All these years later, great romantic story. And you know these these guys, I'm sure over the years. And I'm looking. I had looked on your web page before, I believe. Uh, Peter Bach and Duffy Farron and Ann Hassler, and uh-huh. I, surely they they must have thought to themselves, "Wow, we we actually started out with algebra." <laughs> Well, they they may say that from time to time. <laughs> I would say so. Did you play basketball in college, Al? Yeah, I I played basketball, and in fact, uh, it was the bas- basketball scholarship that uh, that that helped me get through school. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Well, now after that, you I think at some point you moved to San Francisco, right? Right. Yeah. Is, I, is that really where you got started in jazz? Um, no, it was it was well before that. Um, uh, during those very days with the Indicos, that you know, I started uh, uh, 
doing little dates around town in, in Milwaukee with with uh, with a jazz wow. trio. And uh, in in fact, during the college days and high school days, um, the there was a, a big annual festival for high school kids that the that the Jewish Center would would do, and they would invite in high schoolers who were making their first steps uh, as as young jazzers and had this festival um, that ran for a weekend yeah, at, at the Jewish Center. It was fantastic. And so I was getting my feet wet as a 17-year-old, 16, 17-year-old, and, and uh, even before that, uh, singing with a big dance band in Milwaukee along the lines of, of the Ellington Band. In fact, the... Uh, the guy who organized that band had played he played saxophone in the Ellington band. And he, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm a big, big band fan. That's my, my dad was uh, of that that generation, and uh-huh. and I grew up listening to the you know the Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey and all that. I love. There that. you go. Yeah. There you go. And so they were inviting me to come and uh, sing as a as a 15, 16 year old kid. You know. Holy and he's in the stream, falling leaves of sycamore, moonlight in Vermont. <laughs> That kind of stuff, you know. Oh, my little red top. See how you got me standing. Did you, did you, um, maybe I'm wrong on this one. I, I, I just doing this from memory from the first time I interviewed you, but didn't you perform with a trio with George Duke back? Was that in the, that was in the 60s, right? Yeah, that was in the 60s, uh, in San Francisco. So you're right okay. on target. Yeah. And, uh, I graduated from, from, uh, from, School. Uh, I, I went to the University of Iowa and did a, a program in rehabilitation. That was a couple of years program. And then uh, uh, while I was there, um, there was a great club about 20 miles from from Iowa City uh, called um, the the Tender Trap. The drummer was an ex Iowa University of Iowa student, and uh, um, he, he had this club there. And 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 I recorded. You know, one of the first uh, things that I ever did in the studio was was wow. with a trio from from that club, and and in fact, uh, the a record came out of that. Some guys, really? the guys who had that studio, saved the masters, and wow. in 1984, 1985, they released this record uh, uh, with Al Jarreau, um, uh, that that was called uh, some some of the. Sometimes it was called Outro 1965. Other times, the Masquerade, and um, and the Masquerade was on that. And and the first time I I, I did uh, um, uh, Favorite Things was on there. I did a version of uh, of uh, um, Shiny Stockings and Sophisticated Lady when I'm being sleeping. There, so there, there's some uh, some stuff on there that's a, that, that kind of is a a, a good uh, history of what I was doing during that period of time. Is that still available, Al? Do you know if that's out and about? Because what a great track to have. I you could probably find it somewhere. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know how to research those things, but I think you can find it. Now I end up signing several of those every year. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet you do. I, I I can. You know the. I think you said you said the club was the Tender Trap. That guy must have been a Sinatra fan, huh? No, so he was a serious Sinatra fan. Well, well. Um, a few months after that, uh, I moved to San Francisco, 
and uh, was singing with um, with George Duke at the wow. Half Note Club, and we did that for for uh, three and a half, four years. Now, and I read that that you did, and I didn't understand what it was saying. I, and in fact, I wrote it down. I have it here in front of me. It says that you teamed up with guitarist Julio Martinez to, and then it had in, in quotes, spell up and coming comics like John Belushi, Bette Midler, and Robert Klein, mm. and Jimmy Walker at mm. the Improv. What does that mean? Um, what well, what that means is that after the Half Note Club closed, uh, George went off and and within a year was 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 working uh, with with Frank Zappa. Uh, well. Wow. I took that opportunity to uh when the club closed and, and and I was looking around for what what next to do to find this guitar player and just work duo and and uh and realize my love for Brazilian music he could play that music and uh hmm. so um uh, Julio and I got together and and we worked duo um a, well, as a team, sometimes we would we would we would find a, a trio in a restaurant, and and we did that when we came to Los Angeles. But we began together in San Francisco area in Sausalito, just working as a duo and and experimenting with 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 this with this new music from Brazil. And uh, uh, it it is in fact where um, I found so much freedom because it was now just two people and as a and as an accompanying instrument the the guitar is even a smaller accompanying instrument than than um than a piano it just takes up less sound so i mean there was all of this room for me to go feel which you know became part of the music that I wrote and and uh and, and a kind of signature for how uh, for how I record. Yeah and that began is... there and, and, and so the development of that uh led led Julio and I to uh to New York City uh where we where we did the Playboy Club and uh and and Rodney Dangerfields when it first opened we were second Oh wow the second musical act in there, and uh, we discovered this great improv comedy place um, called the Improv. Bud, oh Bud, yeah, Bud's place there, and and there were all of these comics. Everybody from John Belushi to Bette Midler, David Klein, Jimmy Walker. Uh, the list just goes goes on and on uh, of people who were there. Working it out, trying it out, figuring out who they were as stand-up comics, and uh, Julio and I w- were invited to come and just play between comics sometimes. Al, Julio, come on, play something uh, until till so and so shows up. Bingo, we were there. Danny Aiello uh, was the doorman. <laughs> really? <laughs> Holy cow! Here comes oh. Al and Julio, the comic <laughs> relief. <laughs> That's great, Danny. I am. Uh, Holy cow. How's that, how's that for trivia? Am I full no, of trivia? <laughs> we knew it. That's why we got you here. See, we, we're the all-knowing, all-seeing trivia gods. We know that. You know, that, I mean, I love what you said about uh, – because I always refer to you as the human instrument because I always – you know, 
when you sing and you watch, you know, you want when, when folks when, when you watch Al sing, I, I, like to me, it's as exciting to watch you sing as it is to hear you sing because I can almost see you becoming an instrument. It's so interesting how you'll. I always say he's playing himself because mm-hmm. it looks like you're playing a guitar and you're, it's your voice that, mm-hmm. that's doing all this. And I'm a, you know, I sing a little bit on the side too, and, and I've always played a little bit of drums. And to hear you become percussion and and scat with with the vocal you know range that you do and hit the notes exactly as you do and i think people that are true jazz lovers who can hear jazz the way it should be heard understand that what you have is amazing that talent that you have is amazing and you know and you see people every now and again who are good with you know nowadays with the beatbox and the human uh, kind of human percussion uh-huh. type of thing but but you mix that with the music and you're dead on spot on your notes and I, you know, one of my favorite songs is Roof Garden. And when I listen to that, and I've gone on YouTube recently and listened to you do it with other uh, other artists, and I'm never, it never ceases to amaze me how your voice is an instrument. And I just kind of, I loved hearing what you just said, that that's where you started discovering that that you had that, that gift. And I mean, does that just... Does that just happen? Do you cultivate that talent? I mean, how does that? How did that happen in the beginning for well, you? Well, what happened? What happens is that um, um, uh, you're 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 entertaining yourself <laughs> and <laughs> singing and singing along, and 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 pretty soon you find yourself you know doing these rhythmic things or 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 or, or, or or saying to yourself, "Does anyone want to walk in?" Oh yeah, and you're and you're imitating this wah wah guitar, but you're adding words to it, and uh, it comes out of just you know having fun driving the car, and you're having fun walking down the street shopping, you know, and and trying things that uh, that, that feel good and sound good to you, and 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 then being crazy enough. <laughs> <laughs> to do that in front of other people. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever find yourself in some of your musical compositions, I've always wanted to ask this of you, when you are composing or you're trying to come up with this, I know that when I've seen groups get together and they practice, I think most of it comes out of practice. You know, They'll be just playing around, and jazz musicians are so good at just saying, you know what, here's the key, let's just let's go with it. You know, uh-huh. and, and is that where do you think you find most of your creativity in jam sessions, or is it when you're by yourself and you hit a tune and you're like, i gotta, I got to get someone to write this down, you know? Well, are, are you talking about the writing process itself, or yeah, or, the or, or, the, or just the creative the the creative process of letting it flow, and uh, uh, when I'm when when I'm uh, uh, on stage. No, I was wondering if if you're you know when when you've have written your songs and the songs that have done you know the boogie down and the songs over yeah. the years, when, did that just come out of a jam session, or did you actually sit down and write it out? Well. Uh, the roof garden itself you, you just came out of me driving in the car hearing this uh this this little rhythm and and vocal sound that I wanted to see if it would work in recording and I got together with George Duke and uh we fleshed it out yeah but it began uh, with me just driving down the down the the the, the freeway and uh going ooh that's fun <laughs> <laughs> but but it's not but it's not always uh, uh, that particular uh, 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 that particular uh, vehicle of uh, 
of, uh, of that sound. Sometimes it's just um, uh, another kind of line that you hear in your head, and, and it's not, and and, and it's it doesn't have a, doesn't have words. It just has a it just has a few notes that you string together, like oh, I like that. Yeah, and that's how it happens. Oh, we just wrote a song. <laughs> I just, I love that. And, and you know, I can understand. I can see how, how many of us I know, and people listening to this that are music lovers will understand. Have you ever, you know, you're driving down the road and and it's raining, and you got your wipers on. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but to me, windshield wipers are some of the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> it's greatest accompanying rhythm, yes. rhythm things that you. <laughs> yes, yes, I can see how that could come out of that. Yes, um, and and then then if you're kind of uh, uh, um, know that those moments come and go, you keep your tape recorder right there. <laughs> you turn turn on the tape recorder and you get the first lines of something, and uh, and and maybe you're kind of stuck there for a while, so you leave it and come back to it and then that line that you recorded you know inspires the next line wow and that becomes part of the song who were your inspirations growing up oh many 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 i I mean uh, i i had older brothers who inspired me to sing yeah (laughs) yeah who who, uh i'm i'm 10 years younger than the next brother uh, older than me and and 12 years younger than him. So I heard those guys in my living room, you know, singing Mills Brothers and and singing oh, yeah. Uh, yeah and 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 singing Debop, you know. Uh so they guy the I wanted to be like them and do what they did and sing like the artists that they enjoyed. So, you know, pretty early on I was getting the earful stuff, you know, that Kind of laid out the the pattern of, of of for for my for 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 what I wanted to do early early on. You know, it's it's funny you say that. My in in once I have to bring my father back up into this. My dad passed away in '03, but he was my best friend and uh-huh. and a big influence in my life. And and uh, you know, here's a man who was born in 1926, and and uh, so I ended up listening. I'm a I'm a, a young. I'm just like you. I'm the youngest of five kids. The next oldest to me is 13 years older. Oh my! Mm-hmm. And so I grew up listening to a lot of older, especially with my dad, older music. But I remember my dad <clears throat> playing the Ink Spots, and uh-huh. we would listen to Java Jive all the time. Oh, wow, wow, wow! And to this day, you know, I, I can see how you know that kind of music just in, is inspiring in a different oh, way. It, but it was a different world, you know. It is very, very inspiring in, in, a, in a different kind of way, and 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 during. Uh, a time when there was such a openness of of the airwaves for all kinds of music, uh, uh, and uh, and so we heard just a just a, um, a smorgasbord of of wonderful stuff. Now, in the seventies, you were um, I, I read. In fact, recently I, I did an interview with a with a, a gentleman who was um, on a show in the eighties called Just the Ten of Us. His name is Bill Kirchenbauer, and. And I, I had mentioned to him that I said, oh, you know, my next interview I'm doing Al Jarreau. and he goes, oh, you have to ask Al Jarreau for me about the Blah Blah Cafe in L.A. Mm-hmm. 
and and I said, and I didn't, I wasn't familiar with that. And he said, just ask him about that. He said uh, that was a. He said I actually saw him there in the late seventies or mid seventies, I guess. Yeah. So now, what is that all about? A very important venue for me. Well, there was uh, uh, this this cafe uh, that was started by uh, a couple of cousins from New York, uh, and one of them was a guy named Albie, and. Uh, and and he claims that he had this dream where he saw his name uh blah as blah blah in the dream <laughs> and and decided to call the, the 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 little place the blah blah cafe well they they made fantastic food and and they were open till till 4 in the morning and served their last meals around 3:30 and it was the hangout for 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 lots of musicians after they were done with their gigs and um and it began as an open mic kind of hoot nanny thing bring your, <laughs> bring your guitar and and uh, and 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 sing a song of somebody else's but it it began this thing of of, of lots of young writers and uh, uh singer songwriter people and who were really quite good and uh um uh, uh, and and so Julio and I walked in there one evening, and and did some music, and that became our home in the Ooh. Los Angeles area uh, between uh, oh I, I would guess between seventy and seventy uh, seventy one or so and seventy five when I did a showcase with Julio. And uh, I got a band together, and we went to the Troubadour. Oh wow! Uh, uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard, owned by Doug Weston, and uh, and and we opened for Les McCann, and some record people came in there, and uh, and I got signed. What is that like, Al? I mean, for the rest of us in the world that may never ever experience something like that, what is that like? The first time you get a record executive to say, you know what, you're in. Yeah, uh, it's it's an amazing experience. Uh, I I was knocking on doors and uh, and walking away from uh, closed doors for for between sixty eight and and seventy five. What's that? Seven or eight years? Yeah. And uh, and 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 gotten you know real accustomed to. I don't think so. <laughs> right. Uh, next. <laughs> I did a lot of little demo records uh, that we would uh, put in a package and leave at the door. And uh, and finally in 1975, um, um, that date that we did there for a week long, he attracted some several record companies hmm. and uh there happened to be a couple of guys from Germany who who were sitting there in the audience who were friends of uh, of WIA people in in Los Angeles uh or, or Warner Electra Atlantic that combination wow. company during that period of time and and they were sitting there and uh Mo Austin president of 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 WIA in in America uh, based in Los Angeles, was there to you know to to have a look at this young kid. Uh, well, not young kid. I was thirty five, uh, <laughs> and uh, and those guys uh, those guys from Germany were saying, "What are you waiting for? 
What are you waiting for? How many times have you been here this week? Find this guy. In fact, we want him. We when when when, you, when he's done with his record, send him to Germany. We know where we want him to play. We'd like for him to to come to Germany and 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 do some music there, and uh, uh, and we'll be his company away from here. And uh, and I did. And 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 that place was called the Uncle Po uh, in Hamburg, oh. Germany, and. From that little successful run that we did there for a week, we went to the Berlin Jazz Festival, and things just just mushroomed in in pretty quick fashion on the continent. I was going to say, in that that time frame for you, the late seventies, you exploded. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was I, I'll bet at that point in your life, you probably felt like the world was going faster than you could hold on to. Oh, it was. Because you were I mean, best jazz vocalist, I think, in uh, what late seventy, seventy eight, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, that's yep. right. And, the, and the, the second album that I did was, believe it or not, a, a, a live album project, "The Look to the Rainbow." That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think live albums would be scary for a performer because oh, just yeah. because of the fact that it's live, you can't, you know, you never know what's going to come out of that. That's right. <laughs> And I know in the 80s, at least for, you know, the late 70s for me, obviously, is when I was first exposed to you, but definitely in the 80s. I mean, Breaking Away was the one that I remember the most, and um, I guess you got your the most accolades from that album, huh? Yeah, well, that was a very important album for me, the Breaking Away album, and uh, uh, it uh, I did that record with, with a producer named Jay Graydon, brilliant guy. Uh, in fact, we did several projects together we did the Jiro project uh we did we did breaking away and um um high crime in that yeah, one no. yep high it crime was? okay yeah several records with with jay um and the the, the, the wonderful thing about uh, about uh that period and the influence of jay graden was that he you know, he was this he was a brilliant guitar player he could demonstrate you know, on guitar or or get a piano player over and 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 uh, and would, would would play and that was the first time for me actually to work with a uh, with a producer who was a musician who could you know get in the studio and play what he heard in in the song that you're that wow. you're writing and, and and was wonderful. But the other thing, uh, Eric, was that. Um, Jay uh, Jay had an influence of uh, of the sort that 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 uh, introduced the idea that I should not turn everything that I do into a platform for for scat singing and jazz, but but reminding me that Jiro, you sing a great R and B song. Let people just hear that R and B part of you. You sing yep. a great pop song. Let people hear that part of you, and don't confuse it with hot licks. <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 see if you can find a way by doing this to to reach an audience that 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 loves an R and B song, loves loves a pop song, and bring them to the other stuff that you do. And it was it was amazing advice, and it it, it crossed me over. 
You know, that really is, because I, I think about probably in your heart, you're probably a jazz vocalist, and, and and you know how it is. I mean, you've been in the business, and you know this better than I do, but I think just as an innocent bystander and someone who loves jazz, that I can see that the general population, I think a lot of folks who aren't jazz lovers can't hear jazz. And when I say that, I mean that with respect to everybody, because pop music has its own genre and, and has its own audience, but I think a lot of people that don't know how to listen to jazz the right way have trouble with jazz. Right, and, right. And, you know, trying to bring someone over into that pop thing and the fact that he's, I mean, what a great eye or ear for talent he had to know that all you need to do is just take that step over and do something fun and popish and, right. and uh, you know, don't turn your back on jazz, but just embrace the pop side. I think that's right. a great, that's and, great and advice. And, in fact, bring people to jazz. Yep, yeah. absolutely. I mean, a lot of people found Chick Corea because uh, that's right. Uh, because I did Spain. A lot of people found uh, 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 Brubeck and Desmond uh, because I did Take Five and 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 found that they had an ear for jazz and broadened their <laughs> their musical ear. You know. <laughs> You know, at yeah. this stage, and I know that you've done some, you've done some television and stage too. Where you were in Greece at one point, right? Yes, I I, I did uh, three months in in Greece. Uh, and oh, I'm trying to remember the name of that theater in New York, the the, the Eugene O'Neill Theater, and uh, I I did the part of uh, of Teen Angel. Oh, that would have been uh, fun. Yeah, it was uh, that that was so fun. I mean, uh, a, a, the the whole experience of of being on stage with a company of people. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, twenty twenty people on stage doing this project that they're all contributing to dancing and singing and uh, <laughs> and and and, uh, you know, and spoken lines and stuff. Entirely different experience for me, and 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 just really, really rewarding. And uh, I, I uh, folks have asked me if I'd do it again, and I, and I think I would, given the right project. You know, I'm looking. It's people, uh, people log on to us because we're internet driven, and you know, goodness mm-hmm. knows the world is going to the internet these days. Um, and people will log on and they'll type in questions. And somebody just typed in a question. We have some listeners actually from Sweden who who come every every Amazing. week. Amazing. And. Just Oh really? Yeah. Well, yeah. they're they're in. They're He's actually in the room. But someone had, had typed in at at this stage in your career, and you know, I mean, with, you have had so many accolades, you can pretty much pick and choose what you want to do. Is there something that you haven't done that you you're saying now? I gotta, you know, I, I want to do this. There's is there anything in your career at this stage of the game that you say this is something I haven't done a lot of, or maybe haven't done before that I really want to do? Well, there are some pet projects uh, that that I would like to get to. But just generally speaking, I haven't done this in, un, until I'm 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to do that. That's a great project to be able yeah. to, do, to do this until I'm 80 or 85 years old. Find keep finding an audience that um, that will listen to to what I do and think it's relevant and and uh, and bring their bring bring their cane and false teeth uh, and we'll we'll have a ball. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, uh, there's some pet projects. I uh, I did a a tour with a wonderful um, um, big band called the Norddeutsche Rundfunk. There, that's the North German radio band, brilliant band uh, with soloists that uh, that could play in in any jazz arena. And uh, we we attempted to record it, but we didn't get it. We we just missed it by a hair. 
uh, we did several dates where we set up and recorded, but but the sound didn't work out right, and uh, and and so we missed that recording. So, recording w- w- with a big band is is on my is on my agenda for somewhere down the road. Uh, a, a similar project is is that uh, I, I've been doing uh, a symphony program, symphony show for uh, 12 years or so now. And uh, it's my music, but it's but it's other music than my music, and uh, I I'd like to record that. Um, uh, in in fact, uh, uh, this venture with uh, with the Wind Symphony coming coming up soon uh, in in, uh, uh, in in Salem, Winston Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that that's a that's a different form of symphony, but we'll do some of the music that I do from 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 my normal symphony show, and uh, so I, I'd like to get that that recorded. There's there's some music that that uh, I'd like to focus on uh, uh, some Brazilian music. Maybe do a record that is dedicated entirely to the Brazilian thing. And let me hit on the uh, since you you talked about the Piedmont Wind Symphony, which is in Winston Salem, North Carolina, because that's actually I that's where uh, I live, 15 minutes from Winston Salem, and that's uh-huh. where we're. Um, so let me hit on that because a lot of our listeners uh, that are local to to my region will be going to that, and that Al's going to be with Piedmont Wind Symphony. That's Thursday, May the 14th at 7:30 at the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum, and. Uh, that's happening at uh, yeah 7:30 that night at over off a of University Parkway in Winston Salem, and that that's going to be a lot of fun. It's um you know the the Wind Symphony has an annual guest artist every year, and this year uh, obviously obviously it's Al. And let me throw a plug in for these folks because they were nice enough to actually get me in touch with Al this time. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Call three three six seven two two nine three two eight if you live in the Piedmont region of North Carolina. It's three three six seven two two nine three two eight. I did call them today, and there are our tickets still available, so I, I wanted to get a plug in for that because those folks well, were, were nice that. enough. Thank and that you. sounds like that's that'll be interesting. That's a little bit uh, a little bit of a different. But you said you're going to be doing some of your standards too that we'll all know. Yeah, I I, I will do some 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 of the things that uh, people hear me do with my band, but but with uh, with symphony and this time wind symphony. So I'm not going to tell the entire program, but uh, <laughs> but but, but uh, we'll 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 do some. Uh, things of of mine like uh, like we got by, and uh, um, and boogie down and and then we'll we'll do some some Leonard Bernstein Westside. Oh, that's thing. cool. Yeah, now, way cool. And when Bach. You, and we'll when you, Bach. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know one of uh, I want to ask you about some other artists because um, w- one of my favorites. I, I love Bobby McFerrin, and uh, I, I do too. I think he's phenomenal, and and what, when you mentioned that just now, it made me think of something. I'd seen a clip of him, of you in some ways, um, mm-hmm. at least in his delivery. I don't know the man personally, but it, but uh, one thing that I love that he does is he'll take, and it's the same thing. It's using your voice as an instrument almost, and he did um, Ave Maria with ah. a chorus and a symphony behind him, but then he was kind of like the lead instrument, so to speak. And when you think about these, you know, the younger performers that are out now, and, and I'm taking, I'm not really going into the pop venue because that's a whole different world, but when you get into the jazz and that type of thing, what are you seeing now with those performers, Al, that you that you either like or don't like? I mean, w- which direction do you think everything is heading? 
Um, uh, so are, are we are we thinking about? Uh, I guess I'm thinking with jazz and not so much pop. Yeah. So, uh, so are are you thinking of of the guys like Kevin Mahogany and? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I I I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. Um, I, we all have our have our niche, and so uh, not everybody's gonna gonna take my approach and and right. do it the way I do it. Um, but I like uh, Kevin Mahogany, and and uh, they're they're. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of. Uh, the, the singer that I, Elling, Kurt Elling, that I, I did uh, uh, the Ramsey Lewis um, uh, Legends of Jazz program with a brilliant singer, uh, Kurt Elling, and I and I like his direction. Diana Krall, great. Oh, I love great, Diana Krall. You know, I mean, she her her approach to things is 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 as cool as Nat Cole. <laughs> yeah, it is. She she's got that smoky, yes, raspy, yeah. Little, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've wondered what you thought about that. I, you know, I, I mean, as you said, jazz is, is a, a genre where people can really express themselves in so many different ways, but they're all doing the same thing. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and and that's what I love about the form is that it is that there's room. Sorry, if my window was open and the air conditioner <laughs> turned on, my uh, so I closed the window. Uh, bang. Um, uh, <laughs> and that's what's wonderful about about jazz is that. It, it it has it has this openness that sometimes gets forgotten uh, by uh, 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 by by critics in jazz yeah. who who kind of get stuck in one period and forget that that the face of jazz has has been an evolving, changing face, you know, since since Fats Waller and Stride Piano and uh and 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 Dixieland and Big Band and Small Combo and and John McLaughlin and Electric Jazz with Chick Corea. <laughs> Jazz has been so open and uh I I think that's one of the most attractive things about it and and so uh, for listeners, uh, I, I think it's it's important that that they keep that in mind as they you know as they put their libraries together. It's broad. Right. Find what you like and and go for it. And uh, I don't want to keep you much longer, Alan. No, you've been so gracious to give us so much time tonight. I, let me ask you one more thing, and that okay. really, when we're you know, when you look back over your career, which spans decades, and you've been so popular for so long, and and. I love to think back to, and I love to dig into the stars' minds and go back and say, was there that one aha moment when you sort of said, I think I got this, or I think this is going to happen, um, and whether it was a star that maybe you looked up to that you actually got to work with and all of a sudden you said, you know, I think I'm I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing what I want to do, or maybe it was early in your career when something started clicking and you realized you had something. I was wondering if, if you pick out, if you could look back and say, this was one of my aha moments that I really realized that I had something. Do you think you could pinpoint that one or well, one we of were, many? We, we were, we were talking about this, this moment, uh, after a, a kind of the culmination of my trio work with George Duke and, and and I felt that I had made the the biggest growth as a singer that in in my life during that period with George Duke, 
I'd worked uh, as as the singer with a trio for a long time, but in San Francisco during that four-year period with George, I I learned to swing really good and hard. And so that period there, and this is before recording, and that and then that next new period with with Julio Martinez, mm-hmm. the guitar player, that 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 had me finding the signature stuff that that vocal rhythmic vocal stuff that is still pretty signature for me that that period was was really critical for me and i and, and i recognized it at the time because i was finding my thumbprint you know mm-hmm. and uh i and i felt confident that that at some point i didn't know when someone was going to say ooh come on let's document this yeah. Mm-hmm. I and love so it. it did happen in 1975. First record we got by. Thank you, Al. Uh, you know your honesty is is great. A, a lot of we, we do a lot of these interviews, and very rarely do you find someone who uh, is as soulful as you and expressive as you and and honest. And uh, well, thank bless you. your heart. Thank you for 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 that compliment. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Let me reiterate for folks who are uh, in the Piedmont region of North Carolina, which is the central area near Greensboro and Winston-Salem, Al will be at, uh, at Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum. That's a mouthful. We call it the Joel locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday, May the 14th, 7.30. Please make an effort to get out there, folks, if you live in that area. And the number, again, is 336-722-9328. 336-722-9328. Tickets are still available. The great Al Giro. Thank you so much, Al, for being with us today. And I thank you, too. Let's do it again. We will. We'll, we're, I will be at that concert, so I'll right. flag you down. Okay. All right. But, thank you, Eric. All right, we'll talk to you later, Al. Okay, bye-bye. And folks, don't forget, uh, next week uh, we are efforting now to be talking to Willie Ames. You remember Willie Ames who played Tommy Bradford on Eight is Enough. He will be our guest next week. Uh, uh, Willie has gone through lots of trials and tribulations in his career. Uh, Obviously a huge star, young star, you could almost say child star in the 70s. Uh, went through some, some good times and some bad times recently, and we're going to be talking about all of that with Willie and what his current projects are. So once again, it's been a ton of fun, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the fastest-growing pop culture trivia show online. We'll see you next week on Wait, I Know This.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.